of you Minding my own And having a few Then you walked by Caught my eye And I leaned over And tried to say hi Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. And be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I always call it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Texas, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has spent time in Nashville as well as in the U.S. Army, including performing. He has gotten radio airplay and has had at least five different singles land on various music charts while performing at everything from live music venues to fairs and festivals, professional sporting events, and private events. He has an upcoming radio tour and performance tour going from Alabama to Virginia and another next month going from Austin, Texas to New Mexico, Arizona, and Colorado. You've been hearing a song of his entitled One More Drink. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Cody Joe Hodges. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Very good, Cody. Thanks so much for making time to talk with me today. Hey, thank you for uh, wanting to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, no problem. Uh, I was too busy talking, so the listeners couldn't hear one more drink as well as we would have both liked them to. So tell the listeners all about that song. Man, it's it's a it's just a good uh, good drinking song. Uh, when I wrote it with my wife down in Mexico, and, ah. um, yeah, I had at that point I had never written a song that was, you know, specifically a drinking song. I had written a lot of songs, but. Uh, uh, we were kind of talking. We we're like, man, don't don't you? You know, she asked me, don't you think that being a country artist, you know, I should have a song at least that had, you know, a good drinking song? And so we we decided on one more drink as the title, and it just went from there. And uh, we've actually uh, we've got a a, a video uh, that you can find on CodyJoeHodges.com. It's also on YouTube. Uh, type in one more drink, Cody Joe Hodges, to to check the video out. What were you doing in Mexico in the first place? Oh, uh, we'd go down there to write songs hmm. and uh, to to get away uh, from from what we call uh, uh, normal life. <laughs> 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 well, I'm fascinated by the fact that you wrote it with your wife. Is she a songwriter herself? Do you write with her often, or or was this just kind of a, a one time only deal? Yeah, this this. Uh, no, no, uh, we write a lot of songs together. In fact, most of the material uh, that I write these days uh, uh, ha- has her touch on it. You know, she's just uh, she's so great with words and and uh, just so so talented on, on her own. You know, she's been uh, publishing four books for poetry. Wow, and, um, uh, just just extremely extremely talented uh, human being. At the same time, she is just the songwriter aspect of your music. She doesn't perform herself, or, or does she? 
No, no, she's she she's actually she manages me. Um, you know, we we write songs together. Uh, mostly, mostly. Uh, she she plays a little bit of music, but she doesn't play it out in public. You know, so uh, <laughs> it's 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 really really cool to be able to you know collaborate and uh, and and share the you know the adventure on the road with her. I'll bet. Know, it's, I'll it's, bet. Uh, just truly truly a blessing. Now, is it a case of your songs get written either by you and her or by just you, or do you write with other people too? No, we we write with other people too. Um, uh, you know, of course, I've I've written a lot of songs with other other people as well. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. It's just uh, this for some reason this combination, especially when we write with other people. You know, because Jamie and I will will go into a write. You know, up in up in Nashville, we got a few different folks we like to write with when we go. Uh, we go about one week per month, and uh, wow, you know, we just uh, there's not really uh, not really a organized way that we do it. Although we have a few preferred methods of writing, you know, but um, um, I mean, it's 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 great, you know. She she getting back to your question though, she she very rarely. Uh, you know, uh, sings or anything in public. I, shoot, I, I can hardly get her to sing sometimes. So. <laughs> so, so. Well, as far as one more drink, did the idea for that song come, was it kind of one of those things where you're about to leave somewhere and you say, well, let's have one more drink and you look at each other and go, Hey, there's a hook there. Let's, let's write something. Or, or was it, you know, we were actually sitting down trying to songwrite and, and came with the idea. Do you, do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. Yeah, I do. No, we, we were, we were in the pool. Uh, so we wow. weren't at, we, we weren't we weren't actively writing a song wow. at the time, and we're like, man, like, you know, uh, somebody said, hey, I need I need one more drink, or or some, somebody yeah. said that, and then, uh, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, one more drink, I was like, has that been written? You know. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so anyways, uh, we we got into a whole whole long conversation about it, and uh, you know, it's it's just a it's it's a song about you just. You never know what's going to happen if you take that one more drink, and it's all up to you whether or not you want to take that one more drink. Okay, but let's go down that path, though. You said that you wondered, has that been written before? So does a songwriter come up with what they think is a great hook and then say, wait a minute, this is this is gold. Like, someone has to have written this already. And do you go on Google, or do you just write it anyways, knowing that, you know, look, there's very few original ideas left out there in songwriting how, how do you approach that when when you get that idea and you do, and you find yourself wondering has someone already written this well for one thing i don't argue with the spiritual calling you know when when when, when the great spirit or, or or whatever you call it you know that that whatever that higher being that that kind of talks to you and and, and uh uh you know i, I don't I usually don't argue, you know, like sometimes I don't write it down, which is my fault, you know, but, but, uh, um, I very rarely go, go and look and see if it's something else, you know, and, and, okay. and then, and then whenever I do get it finished, then we'll talk about seeing if it sounds like somebody else, you know what okay. I mean? Well, but I wonder, have you ever been in a writing session in Nashville where someone there has said, hold on, that's a good idea, but I, I don't know. I, I think someone already wrote that. Do they ever look it up or do they just go with it also? Oh, I think some sometimes I, I think a lot of times, you know, uh you know, when you write you're supposed to be free. You know, uh uh and, and that includes uh you know, free from the internet, you know, and, uh, and uh, I, I know that some people use, you know, the rhyming uh dictionaries and whatnot, but 
I think as far as the, the – and I can't speak for all the writers, you know, but uh, I can tell you that, that when, when we write, um, uh, usually enough people are pulling – if something sounds too much like something else, we'll pull it a different direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, of course, like with the, with the, with, with the One More Drink song, uh, I did want to tie in there. Uh, it's got a little bit of Waylon Jennings. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Waylon. And uh, it, it actually has his, you know, only daddy that'll walk the line. You know, it, it's it's very similar to to the lick, and I thought it was very fitting uh, because uh, if you have too many drinks, you might have to walk the line. <laughs> you know, I so. like that. I like that. <laughs> but I, I'm not. You know, it's, it's little stuff like that that I'm not sure if people even catch. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I like that you said that you're supposed to be free of things like the internet. It reminds me of. Episode 181 of this show, my guest was Jerry Jean, who is a singer, songwriter, producer uh, up in the New York City area. And we had talked about a song of his where his commentary was along the lines of, you know, that we do spend too much time in our phones and, and mobile devices and things of that nature. And then I put him on the spot and I said, well, you know, do you go into a songwriting session and, and have your phone with you? Because he was saying that, you know, I do need to look stuff up for research purposes from time to time. And so it is kind of funny, you know, to to have to kind of strike that balance. So it's nice to hear you saying that, you know, you're really supposed to be free of everything in, in a songwriting session. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's, uh, you know, including, you know, I, I usually try to get, keep myself free of negative thought as well. <laughs> you know? I like that. You know, uh, you know, because when 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 we write, we we, you know, I mean the, sometimes you we write for ourselves, but when we get together with other people to write, it's usually for some kind of a, not saying a commercial purpose, but but there is a, a there is a higher you know uh, <laughs> purpose to it than just just playing it for myself. Sure, you know? sure. And so, uh, um, I don't know. It's just. You know, when, when we when we brainstorm as a group, you know, like uh, to to me, it just it, it always feels more natural to uh, let let the ideas come, and uh, sometimes the the uh, new technology can can hinder uh, that process. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. In, in a few different ways. You know, in a few you know few different ways, it it'd probably make it better, you know. You know, so so it, it's always just it's a you give have and to take. measure what you like to do, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I know we're we're more than ten minutes in already here, but um, now we can start. <laughs> we, we've been we've been fortunate enough to get listeners from 128 countries around the world listening to now hear this entertainment. So, as much as I know that we will have fans and followers of yours listening to this episode. For the benefit, Cody, of those who are just being introduced to you, fill us in on your background as far as getting started into music. Say your younger years and then maybe up to your senior year in high school and, and I guess even your freshman year in college because I know there's a story there. Okay, well, uh, well, I, I grew up uh, you know, in a family in Texas. Uh, got a lot of uh, European influence, especially on my mother's side. Hmm. Uh, grew up, grew up around a lot of polka dances, uh, ah. uh, even little country, country, Western barn dances, you know, uh, uh, back when you used to be able to take your kids places and do things like that. Um, and I understand why not, you know, nowadays, but, but, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I, I grew up with a family that, like, with parents who loved to go dancing. And I was a little kid either out on the dance floor or I was right up by the stage watching, you know, figuring out what in the world these guys were doing up mm. here, you know, like, because uh, uh, it was, you know, there were so many, so many bands, uh, you know, b- back in the day that we'd go to watch and, and just, there were so many influence of people that you'd probably never even know their name, you know, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, I mean, that, that probably sparked, that was the initial spark. And of course we had a piano in the house growing up and, uh, there was an old guitar sitting next to the piano. However, okay. uh, okay. mom had me, had me in pan- piano lessons about five years old. And wow. by the time I was about nine, you know, the teacher, I think she realized that I couldn't read the music that I was just playing by ears. <laughs> so <laughs> she, said, she told my mom, I'm not sure that there's much I could do with this guy. <laughs> so hmm. I started getting into sports and, uh, oh, and okay. I think it was until I was about maybe 14. I, I picked up, picked up the guitar and started, uh, playing. I, I never really put it down. Hmm. And, and, and that's, uh, you know that that's been that's been about twenty years. And then what happened in your senior year in high school and your freshman year in college? Well, my senior year in high school, you know, I, I was I, I love sports. Uh, man, I love to play sports. Uh, I I like to watch sports, but I really loved to play sports. <laughs> you know, and and uh, uh, I kind of realized, I guess, my senior year that 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 you know, sports might not happen for me. And that, uh, you know, I, I wanted something that was going to fulfill my mind like, like sports did. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so I just, you know, I really, uh, I guess it was my freshman year in college at A&M. I, I was in the dorms and I wrote my first first song uh. Uh, with, uh, you know, thinking about, thinking about my parents, uh, especially my dad. Um, you know, the first song I wrote was a song called Daddy's Dream. And, um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's just one of those just heartfelt, you know, country tunes. A lot of, a lot of my buddies, they, they've got it, uh, still on their playlist after, after all this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that has, to, that has to be, uh, somewhat complimentary, right? That they still have it. Oh, no, I, absolutely. Uh, anybody that has my music, you know, uh, I mean that's that's uh, I do make music for myself, but but uh, like we were saying earlier, uh, when you step outside your front door, when you start recording, you know it no longer becomes about you. You know it's about yeah, uh, yeah. you know it's about it is about you, but it's also about the connection with the audience as well. You know, and and it's the relationship. You know, in in, in a song. I like that. I like to hear you say that. We we talk a lot on this show about people up and moving to Nashville. In fact, one of the most popular episodes ever of Now Hear This Entertainment was all the way back at episode 12 with Mark Allen Barnett, who is a staple in Nashville. In fact, we had him back on episode 102, uh, Mab, Mark Allen Barnett, Mab, as he's affectionately known. He talked about all the people who moved to Nashville, Gulp, and all the people who end up moving out of Nashville. So talk about that experience for you, Cody, moving to Nashville after college, but then you moved back to Texas. Well, Bruce, it was a little bit different time back in those days. Uh, you know, that was that was in 2006. And, uh, uh, of course, I, I've heard way older stories than that, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, it, it is it is 10 years ago, you know. So, so uh, and it, it was right at the, 
I would say it was right at the beginning of all the social media era, you know, uh, and, and, and it was almost like maybe the, I, I didn't really know about it that much. Uh, of course I, I didn't have, I wasn't on Facebook and, and I didn't know how to socially connect with other people, you know, and, and in other cities, you know, so uh, I, I believe okay. what I did okay. was I, I saw something on Craigslist that, uh, you know, some, somebody was looking for a band member or something. And, and so, so I, I didn't really know anybody. I, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't know anybody and I wow. didn't have a job, you know, and, and, uh, and I just, I just had faith that, that, you know, I would find all those and I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, I, I stuck around Nashville for a few months, uh, had a, just a perfect opportunity to, uh, you know, to stay in Nashville and to, to, to grow uh, the career that direction. But, but for some reason, uh, uh, that didn't end up happening. I got a different calling <laughs> And I ended up uh, uh, moving back to Texas, and I joined the army to kind of get away from music. Uh, I was partying a little too much, uh, and, and I was, you know, I, I had just moved up there after college, and and college is supposed to be the party years. And yeah. <laughs> well, but it's still a good lesson. I, I I like you know what you shared there because it's it's worth pointing out as you as you noted that social media really does help people make the connections. And granted, we've had a lot of guests who have said you know, do what you're doing now, you know, travel back and forth to Nashville on a regular basis and build and form those relationships. That way you already have lots and lots of contacts. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that, you know, at the time you did it, there wasn't really the proliferation of social media that we have now where you could just build up a lot of it online. So that that is a good lesson. But I'm glad you started to mention, I'm, I'm real interested to hear firsthand from you about your time in the Army as it relates to the opportunity that it actually gave you to develop your music career. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm just living the book. I'm not writing it, you, you know. But uh, um, I, I do know that that sometimes uh, people make decisions that they're not fully aware of why they make the decisions that they make. But uh, but I tell you what, um, ne- never one 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 regret, you know, about about uh about doing that go ahead and fill the listeners in on on you know what about joining the army was it that gave you the opportunity to actually develop your music career oh i joined the army to get away from the music and uh wow (laughs) and uh and so uh i joined it as an enlisted soldier with a college degree which uh which i could have gone commissioned but uh i was talking to I was talking to somebody when I first joined, right before I joined, and they said, uh, "Oh man, you don't want to go commission." They said it's more, way more fun in, in the enlisted side. And I was like, "Hang on, fun?" I was like, I, I, "I, you mean people are joining the army for fun?" I said, "I need to rethink this." And so, so I, so uh, instead of going commission, I ended up going enlisted because they said it would be more fun. <laughs> and and uh. <laughs> You know, everybody that, that is in the military knows that it can be fun and it cannot be fun as as well. You know, but uh, um, I got I went did my basic in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, uh, my AIT in Fort Leonard Wood, uh, Arizona, and, and uh, my first duty station was Fort Carson, Colorado. And right when we got there, um, 
they pretty much told us that we were going to the sandbox and we're like well i guess that's what we signed up for so <laughs> let's go get a beer downtown <laughs> so, <laughs> so we ended up going and, and uh you know ha- hanging out downtown that night and i ended up getting in the position to uh sing <laughs> with with you know play guitar with a homeless man on a street corner huh. and uh, and next thing i know you know the guy that we were talking to, you know, said, "Hey, man, like, uh, would would you be interested in singing for the army?" You know, so he gave me wow. a business card. Uh, next thing I know, I'm going to the audition, you know, in a couple of day, you know, a couple of days from then, and uh, I auditioned with the Star Spangled Banner and uh, the the very first song I had written, uh, "Daddy's Dream," mm-hmm. and uh, they extended me an offer right on the spot to, mm. to join them. And man, next thing you know, I'm you know traveling uh doing all kind of really cool things i mean it it was such a talented group of uh of performers uh i mean our, our music director had his doctorates of music from juilliard wow uh, as well as f- physics you know and so and he was also enlisted <laughs> you know so he, he could have came in as a major <laughs> so so uh you know so it's just it's, it's really really interesting you know to uh to it was so interesting and enlightening uh, to to be able to learn uh, from from those kind of folks. Uh, I mean, just totally talented people. I mean, it's just some of the greatest talents I've, I've ever met. And um, I, I was just totally, I was just, you know, I'm just a small town country boy that that I never really played to a whole lot of people. I mean, not not any more than a hundred or two hundred, you know. When I went into the army, and then they had me playing shows for for like big basketball arenas for like twenty thousand. Whoa! And, and, wow! Uh, uh, you wow. know, like professional uh, professional baseball games, you know, football games. Uh, the biggest thing I ever did was a NASCAR race in Texas at the Texas Motor Speedway. Mm. I think it was in two thousand eight. <laughs> it was uh, right around uh, Halloween. And uh, there was, I think the 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 uh, the big board said there was a hundred and one thousand oh, in attendance boy, oh that boy. day. So, <laughs> so it was it was uh, pretty wild. Of course, that's that's uh, when you're stand, standing up on that stage is and you're looking forwards, uh, you know, as far left as you can see, and as far right as you can see with your peripherals. Uh, I mean, the, the people just wrap around you, mm. you know. So it's it's a uh, pr- pretty pretty wild you know but you know the army it it, uh opened up uh a lot of different uh possibilities that i never really thought that was in my cards and uh you know because i actually joined the army to get away from them yeah yeah i was gonna say that that, i was gonna say to me (laughs) the best part of that story is the very beginning when you said that you joined the army to get away from music and then boy oh boy look at (laughs) Look at all the doors that it opened for you. That's that's tremendous. And listeners, Cody has also got. Uh, he's. I'm, I'm going to have to have him talk about the huge compliments that he gets in terms of the comparisons for his music. But not before I first tell you about Tascam. Well over 30 years in the sound equipment business, heck, probably closer to 40. A worldwide presence with everyone from the touring professionals to the home hobbyists, and certainly independent artists who are recording on their own. And of course, podcasters too. Uh, I am using their Track Factory to record this interview with Cody. 
They put this system out earlier this year, and it has a microphone, headphones, a keyboard, a mouse, a tiny computer, a US 2x2 audio interface. It's a complete recording solution. It allows you to get started right away recording through the Sonar software from Cakewalk. I also do on-location interviews for NHTE with the Tascam DR44WL handheld recorder. Plus, I've got the Mini Studio Creator, which I'm now able to use for recording for recording Skype interviews too. But that's for musicians as well. Check it all out at Tascam.com. Cody, I was starting to allude to the fact that your music has been described as quote-unquote real country. Some people say it's country classic or outlaw country, but they all talk about the obvious influence of the country greats and the fact that your music reaches across the aisle to both the old and new generations. Was that by design when you really started honing your craft, your your songwriting, your original music? Did you plan to try to do it in such a way that you used the influence of, of the legends that you grew up listening to, but, but, but with the intent of, I want to make this sound, you know... Uh, in, a, in a fashion that's going to also t- appeal to the, the new generations? I think that, that uh, <laughs> when I was growing up, I had a lot of country music influence. And uh, and back then, country sounded a little different than it does today. Right. I, I was also raised with southern rock influence, mm. you know, so, um, you know, but, but mainly country. Um, um you know, as, as far as it influencing, um, you know, what I do or the direction that I've chosen, uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's any other type of music out there that would better fit Cody Joe Hodges, and that that's me. <laughs> well, in other words, you know, I look at it as if you if you model it solely after those that you listened to when you were growing up. There's going to be people that are going to say, "Well, that's been done. You know, that's 30 years ago. You're you're writing stuff that was that was being played back then. You need to you need to write what's being performed and and purchased now. Is is does that come into play? Absolutely, it comes into play. I mean, I mean, people don't talk, you know, exactly the way that they talked 30 years ago, you know, or 20 years ago. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, especially uh, since uh, you know the. I'd say the new millennium. I mean, it, it, everything is changing with social media. I mean, more people are getting informed about, you know, just different types of cultures and different things that going on that might have always been there, but they didn't know about it because yeah. they didn't have the internet. They didn't have somebody telling them that, that <laughs> hey, man, this this is actually okay, guys. Like like these people have been living like this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well said. You, you're just you're you're just learning about this. You know, so. Um, you know, I, I would say that, that as far as for country music to me, uh, um, man, uh, I, I grew up, I mean, a lot of my country music heroes, um, you know, were, were, uh, you know, were either outlaw country or, or, you know, or, you know, just straight up country. And I, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just like any heritage, you know, like if, if, if you cut the roots out of the tree, the tree's gonna blow away, you know, and 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 to somewhat, I, I I feel that that might have might have has happened to country music, but I mean, who, who knows what country music is? You know, all, all I know is that is that these guys that have been playing what they call country music for the last fifty years, you know, uh, I would like to learn from what they've done. 
mm, you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and uh not saying that the the new generation is is you know it's not worth be having an influence i've got plenty of influences from from this present modern day generation you know sure. it's just uh it's just I, I would like to to pay homage to people that you can't see anymore nice, you know nice. and, and that that uh you can't go uh see a Merle Haggard show anymore yep. you know you know yeah. st- st- yeah. that kind of stuff yeah, you I know? Like that. so I, so I, I like to, I like to throw in a song to my set list you know that hey man hopefully Merle would approve of this you know <laughs> or, or 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 Waylon or or you know the the, the list goes on I, I do some George Strait too in my set and I do maybe a, a Garth song you know and mm-hmm. and uh you know but I mean it's it's uh I mean, th- those guys. I mean, I've, I I grew up listening to their music, and and I don't do it exactly maybe the same way that they do it. Yeah, but you but, can't help be influenced it. by in, by it. Right, right. Yeah, gotcha. You know, cool. and, and 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 just with my sound too, like, uh, um, you know, I mean, it's 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 all about the way that the song is produced. Mm-hmm. You know, as to how people perceive the song to be. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, a, a song can go a thousand different directions after it leaves my hand, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, as far as my, you know, learning from the country greats, yeah, I, I, I like to keep, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I've got a song called Getting Back to Country and it talks about, it talks about going to your grandparents on that, on Sundays or whatever, you know, we, we used to do that a lot, you know, yeah. and, and used to have family time every every week you know and and the older i get you know and and you know we're always on the road now and it's just a just a different world for me and it's just like man I, every time i sing that song you know at my shows it's almost like i get to go back there at least in my mind yeah yeah and, i like and, that and, and and be with my grandpa even though he's not able to be there yeah you that's, know, nice. Right here, that's nice you know Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you have a residency somewhere, a venue where you are booked on a very recurring basis, be sure that you are following slash liking them on all of their social media platforms. You want to do that wherever they are, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as a thank you since they are kind enough to be giving you steady work. You don't ever want it to come to where they say, for example, and by the way, why don't you follow us on Twitter? And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Cody, we've got a lot of listeners who are up-and-coming performers themselves. You made the transition from working for the power company to doing music full-time. I wonder, for, for those listeners that I'm referring to, how did you know when it was time to take the step of going full-time with music? 
Oh man, well, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I can fully say, but uh, but but I can say that that after I got out of the army, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I really loved music, you know, and and that's what my dad told me. He's you know because he was a a veteran power lineman of 35 years, and he said, "Son, I know you love music." but you need a job, hmm. you know? And so, uh, you know, and he just, just looked at me with those, just those serious eyes. And I said, man, I said, I'm, I'm going to be a power lineman, you know? And so, so we, you know, I, I, I was doing that, you know, for, uh, for a few years and, uh, you know, uh, I had a band on the side. It was called Cody Hodges and alignment. But then I found out that there was a, I didn't just find out, but there's there's another Cody Hodges out there. He used to be a football player, and I was like, man, people's gonna get it confused, you know, like because uh, because you got your offensive lineman and the quarterback, and he was a quarterback, you know, and so it'd be Cody Hodges and the lineman, or it, that, you could take that two yeah. different ways. Yeah. But I I just decided to go ahead and that in, in, in 2012, uh, uh, I I did have that band name, and it was the spring of 2013. Um, I had I had met Jamie, uh, which is now my wife, and in, in, in the uh, I think it was the end of end of November, uh, 2012, and um, you know I, I asked her if she wanted to come watch me play, and she thought I was playing on a softball team or something. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so she shows up and she's like, wow, she's like like you're just a little different from everybody else, you know, like and. I just I didn't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I guess it ended up being a good thing because uh, and she really encouraged me to uh, pursue pursue my dream of of music. And uh, that spring of 2013, I left left the power line business and uh, uh, never looked back. Um, you know, we've just been been running running down the road ever since, and uh, she's been been my right hand man mm-hmm. well what about all the songs that have charted how how do you not get too caught up in that and start thinking hey i've arrived look at all this success that my songs are having you know while while yet still thinking okay it looks like i'm doing something right yeah uh well i'll tell you what <laughs> have arrived uh, i i don't know if an artist ever really arrives uh <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I would imagine maybe after a number one hit or something, you know, mm-hmm. to where now I was, I, I can remember uh, watching CMT uh, biographies, uh, you know, and, and listening to, the, to their stories of people like, you know, people who everybody knows, you know, Kenny Chesney is, is one of them, but uh, he was telling me, you know, he, he was telling me, but <laughs> he was on the, on the, uh, on the show you know, basically saying that even after he had a number one hit, you know, he went to El Paso and El Paso, Texas, and played, and he said there was nobody there, and he had a number one hit on the national Billboard chart. Mm. You know, and, and so uh, I mean, so even if you have a number one, you know, I mean, I mean that that shows me that 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 you still might not have made it even if you have a number one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's. It's uh, it shows the the importance of of humility of modesty. Right, 
you know, but but as far as the basic level of making it, yes, I am making it. I left my full time job in 2013, and I'm still here. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so so uh, to- totally totally blessed to be able to be here and to be, you know, like like I said, uh, I mean, you, you know, thank you for 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 wanting uh, to to interview me. Yeah. Listeners, I am talking today with singer, songwriter, guitar player Cody Joe Hodges, checking in from Texas. Visit his official website at CodyJoeHodges.com. As is the case with all episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, we will have a link to the guest's official website on the page for this episode. And then when you get to CodyJoeHodges.com, you can hit all the links for his extensive social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, Plus, he's even on Reverb Nation. His music is streaming on Spotify, but please also consider purchasing it from the likes of cdbaby.com or directly from his website, where he's got some cool merchandise, too. Already, just in November alone, he's got lots of dates on his live shows calendar, so look for those on CodyJoeHodges.com. Remember that our show has its own Facebook group. Go join that and talk about this and or other episodes chat with other listeners, including some musicians and even one or two past guests from this show. Look up NHTE listeners on Facebook or just go to nhte.net and then click on the Facebook group button there to be taken over to join it. Cody, the the upcoming radio tour, the list of live shows that I just alluded to, you know, it, it it all is is going in the right direction, like you're saying, some some nice success. But but at the end of the day, you know you've got a booking agent, you've got Jamie helping you out. But at the end of the day, a performer has to be their own best salesperson. Yes, you know get get out there, press the flesh, do interviews, talk to fans, perform your music. Because there's there's so much that the internet and smartphone apps provide nowadays. But it still comes down to people needing to see and hear you. Well, according to Tom Jackson, and if you don't know who that is, go look him up. Uh, according to Tom Jackson, he said that uh, not, about ninety percent of revenue that the artists makes comes from their comes from their live performance. You there you know, go. So. There you go. As we all know, this has been a rough year for bad weather occurrences. You are in Texas, and Hurricane Harvey ravished Houston, unfortunately. However, you were inspired by that to to write a song. Tell the listeners about that. Yeah. Um, well. Once again, uh, Jamie and I sat down and and wrote uh, wrote a tune. It's called uh, "What uh, Weather We Can Weather Any Storm Together," and we wrote it with a fellow by the name of Tony Memel. Go check out Tony. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, just no matter what life throws at you. I mean, it could be a storm. It could be a divorce. It could be you know somebody passing away. You know. Uh, Whatever the case might be, um, you're going to need your friends and family. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But if you have your friends and family, I mean, I can guarantee you that you're going to weather any storm. And we're going to do it together. Nicely said. Nicely said. We are about finished here, Cody, but let's have a little fun first. Uh, when you're not having to be Cody Joe Hodges, the performer, and you can be a music fan, who would you most like to go see in concert that you've never seen before? Oh, man, uh, that I've never seen before. Um, wow. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm curious when, when you um, give the answer, I'm wondering if you're going to tell me somebody that it's it's just purely for fan reasons or if it is because, you know, as a performer yourself, you want to study his or her or their live show. Well, I mean, pe- people people spend their whole lives studying music, perfecting their live shows. You know, so I mean, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could get a tip from it, but, but, uh, but, but where I'm really going to learn is, is just, you know, seeing everybody over time. I, I would say that, that like somebody who's like knocking it out of the park now that I've never gone to his show, uh, I, I would have to say Garth Brooks. Uh, Garth Brooks would, would probably be a guy that I would want to, uh, go go check out his show and i do believe i might be going to see garth brooks at the houston livestock show and rodeo uh this next year 2018 because ah, he's playing twice there you go so you've never seen him then <laughs> it sounds like never never seen a garth show no. very cool very cool and, I, and i've always heard that he was he's one of the best entertainers and, I, and i've seen clips and and i've seen uh you know little cool stuff that he does you know during his shows like you know, stops the show and just starts talking to people, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know, it's just little stuff like that 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 uh, you know, see, that's something that that if if you're taking any tips from Garth, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to follow those tips because uh, you know, there's a difference uh, in being married uh, to your audience and and dating your audience, and and people that come to see Garth, they're married. You know, you know, and, and, uh, you know, people that come to see me, uh, might be dating or might be just, you know, whatever the case might be. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they might might have never, I I might be opening up for somebody else that they came to see, you know, uh, you know, so, so I, I can't really, uh, you know, take all of Garth's show into perspective because it takes a long time to, to, uh, build up a fan base, uh, you know, and plus a lot of financial resources to to fill up a you know really uh, high capacity fan base. Absolutely. Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called "Roll That Way." Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. All right, uh, "Roll That Way." Uh, it's probably I don't know one of my favorite tunes. Uh, now that I've recorded it, uh, recorded it. Um, uh, in, in, in Nashville with a fellow by the name of Nathan Jones. Uh, uh, Bobby Randall was the producer. Uh, just a great, great lineup of, uh, of, of artists working on, working on the, uh, uh, musicians working on the, the song. Um, uh, it was written by Bernie Nelson and, and Rick Huckabee. Uh, is the, one of the first songs that I've recorded that I, I didn't have a hand in writing. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so that, that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different process for me, but, um, let me see, uh, what else about roll that way? It's just, it's just a fun, playful song. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's dedicated to that hardworking woman slash hardworking couple, you know, that, that they've been working hard all week long and by God, it's Friday and, and, uh, man, we're going to go out and do something. <laughs> you know like that you know it's it's, it's that kind of attitude you know and it's 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 a playful joking song and and uh uh you know it's kind of i guess kind of get catching a little bit of attention uh you know for its modernness yet you know traditional sound 
uh, at, at the same time. Well, it is a fun concept. I, I, I like the, the theme that you've described for it. Thank you. Well, Cody, thank you. I appreciate your time and uh, all the best as, as you continue your, your upward ascent in this crazy music industry. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you, Bruce. And, uh, and man, uh, it's, it's, it's guys like, like you, man, that, that, uh, make it possible for people to dream, you know, just, uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, thank you for, for having me, sir. You bet. I appreciate the kind words and listeners. I appreciate you for another episode of NHTE. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I'm most grateful to my guest, singer, songwriter, guitar player, Cody Joe Hodges. Do visit his official website, CodyJoeHodges.com, and then engage with him on social media. Please help him out with a like for his Facebook page, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that he is also on Reverb Nation and that his music is not only streaming on Spotify, but available for purchase through his website. Keep up with Cody online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. And again, we do want you to interact with our show and with each other. So please take a minute to join our Facebook group, which is called NHTE Listeners. If you want to just search that on Facebook or go to nhte.net and click the Facebook group button to be taken over to join. I'm really grateful to everyone who listens. We're going to close out today with another song from Cody Joe Hodges. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Roll That Way. So 
me it's getting late Just when I think that you're too tired You find a way to light that fire Love it when you roll that way It's almost more than I can stand I know I'm a lucky man Love it when 